Hello and welcome back to God's Pathway to Life for You. I'm your host, Dave. Yeah, today we're going to talk about Ephesians chapter 1. This is a book in the Bible. There are 66 books in the Bible. This book, Ephesians, only has six chapters in it. So this would be a great book to learn in the Bible. And if you're new to studying the Bible, this would be a great place to start. There's only six chapters in it. And it talks about your position, your walk, and spiritual warfare for believers. So we're going to get right into this because I don't want to keep you very long. I like to keep these around 20 minutes or so. So we're trying to we're going to try to get this within 20 minutes. Okay, so this is going to be uh, Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, yeah, Ephesians chapter 1. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you, and peace, from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. 
So that was Ephesians chapter 1. Let's go back over and take a look at a couple of things. Uh, the first thing I, that stands out to me when I, as I go down through that chapter was uh, all spiritual blessings. God has given you everything that you need at the point of salvation to, to carry all your battles, all your problems, all your whatever you're going to run across to, at the point of salvation. Now, as a Christian, you got to learn how to pray and ask God how to access those spiritual blessings that he already has in place for you. So that's something that uh, comes along with study, and you need to figure out how to access that. And reading the Bible teaches you how to access your spiritual gifts because it talks about spiritual gifts, and you got to understand spiritual gifts. And so that's why it's always important to read the Bible so you can get an understanding. Another thing that stands out to me is that he, he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, before the beginning of the world. That's basically what that's saying. So God knew you was going to accept salvation before the foundation of the world was before the world was ever created. And, the, and that part about how we should be holy and without blame before him in love, he loved us, so he gave us Jesus, and that's how we became holy and without blame. That's the only way that happens. Having predestinated us to the adoption of the children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasures of his will. God does everything for his will. Jesus does everything for God's will. Another thing is that in whom we have redemption through his blood means we've been set right with God through the blood of Jesus for the, in the forgiveness of our sins according, according to the riches of his grace. Not out of, because if it was out of, he'd run out of it. But no, it's according to. Yeah, pay attention to the way things are worded in the Bible. According to the riches of his grace. Okay, and then it says, Whereas we were abounded towards us in all wisdom and insight. I got wisdom and insight. Wisdom in the Bible refers to reading the word of the Bible, applying it to your life, and living it every day. That's what the Bible considers wisdom. Insight is getting that understanding that I'm always talking about. Having understanding is insight, knowing right from wrong, living right, doing right, and, and being right. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. The mystery that they're talking about in this particular phrase and verse is that us as Gentiles... You know, we have salvation through Christ right there. That's where it states it. That's how we get salvation through Christ. The mystery, the mystery of his will, the mystery was the message of Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection was given to the Jewish people first. Not, not to us, not to us regular folks. It was given to the Jews first. But the Jews rejected Jesus. They wanted a a warring king. They wanted someone that's going to come down and whip up on Rome. Jesus didn't come down and whip up on Rome. He came down as a servant, and Rome whipped up on Jesus. The Jews rejected Jesus because of that. So uh, Paul and the apostles and all the ministry, all the uh, early apostles went out in the world to preach the world to the Jewish people first. But when the Jewish peoples in the Jewish cities all over all over the Middle East, when they all rejected the Christians, or the some of them took in Christ and some of them rejected it, and the ones that rejected it 
you know, they they're those are the Jews, and, and God put them on a shelf. And at the at a point in time, He will take them off the shelf and deal with those the, the Jewish people. But but the mystery that you read about the mystery, it's uh, God's given uh, salvation to us, regular folks, non-Jewish people. And that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, dispensations are talking about uh, eras, time blocks. When uh, Adam and Eve came onto the scene, there was a timeline that was going straight. And uh, Adam and the flood and all that. And the timeline was just just, just uh, humming along straight. Okay, we get to a point where uh, Jesus Christ is born onto the timeline. So now the timeline is no longer going to continue at that pace. It ends. That timeline ends. And a new timeline, a new existence, a new way, a new hope, a new understanding, a new thing begin at the cross. And so at that point at the cross... You know, time has changed. It's not going to go like it was. It would have been if Adam and Eve and everything stayed that course. That course is no longer existence. When Jesus died on the cross, something happened to the timeline. God inserted something into the timeline, so he broke the timeline. Then he inserted a wedge into the timeline. And this wedge is the seven dispensations of church era, era. There's seven blocks of time for the church. And it's uh, you can see that in the Revelations when it talks about the, the seven churches of uh, Asia Minor. And I'm starting to think about something on that, seven churches of Asia Minor. That also, you know, it talks about seven churches and how some churches do right and some churches do wrong. So churches are right and some churches are wrong and some churches are just plain right. Well, you know, and there's seven different churches it talks about in Revelations. I started to think maybe those seven different churches also talk about seven different Christian conditions. You know, that might be that might be the case. Where these seven, I'm going to have to look into that further. I don't know if that's a thing or not. If there's somebody out there that knows more about the Bible than me and could help me with that one, maybe that could be the next podcast. But I, I th- I'm starting to think that the seven church eras could also represent seven uh, types of Christian conditions. That's something to check into. But that's what he's talking about, the seven dispensations of time. And so there's th- that wedge was inserted into the timeline, and God inserted that wedge into the timeline. And then in that wedge, is seven. it's split up seven different ways. There's seven different blocks in that wedge that God inserted into that timeline. And there's seven church eras. You had the beginning church, then, you know, later and later. And, and so you got these other churches. Well, now we're in the Laodicean church era. We're in the last part of the last section the last letter in the last book or the last of everything so we're getting pretty close to the end of time and then he talks about he might gather in one things in christ both which are in heaven and which are on earth i think he's talking about the the dead in christ because when a christian dies they go to heaven they go to be with christ because christ is in heaven and then uh, when Christians here on earth, when Christ comes back, 
we will see him in the sky. So that might be what that's talking about. Like I say, I'm not a Bible scholar, just a regular guy. In whom we also obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. See, there's that inheritance. You're thinking, wow, an inheritance. What, what, what could be the inheritance that he's talking about? Well, if you read a little further, in 13, in whom you also trusted, after that you have heard that the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, in whom after that you believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit's of promise. The Holy Spirit of promise that which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the, prize, the praise of his glory. See, that's a, the Holy Spirit is part of that inheritance. When you accepted salvation, God it, and, and installs that Holy Spirit in you too. And so where is I? So you got the possessions, uh, wherefore I heard of your faith. And I to give thanks and mention of you in my prayers. Okay, here's something on, on uh, verse 17. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelations in the knowledge of him. I have that highlighted. I, 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 I would ask you to take a pen and that marker or something, and that block that in, verse 17. And every, every time before you read your Bible, you should pray that. That God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelations in the knowledge of him. Say that simple prayer every time before you read your Bible. And I bet you will get understanding very quickly. That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. And that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of his glory as his inheritance in the saints. Yeah, very interesting. Okay, so we're getting into the back uh, 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised from the dead and set him on it. Okay, which he had wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So that's what I'm saying. That's where it talks about the heavenly places earlier, that one phrase. That's where Christ is. Jesus Christ resides at the right hand of God. I mean, he's at the right hand of God. He's in me. He's in you. I mean, the, uh, God's ability is far beyond our understanding. So don't try to put God in a box of understanding that you can understand. That ain't never going to happen. God cannot be put into a box. There's no way. I mean, God's understanding is far beyond our understanding. And then it says, Far beyond all principalities and powers and mights and dominions, every name that is named, and not only in this world, but also which that is to come. So he's talking about that new world that when, see, when uh, uh, Jesus comes back with his saints and uh, he locks up Satan and Satan's dominion and his army and throws him in the pit. He's going to take this world and he's going to destroy it. It's going to be obliterated. And he's going to create a whole new world, a whole new earth, grass, trees, pigs, uh, bears, lions, lambs, birds, trees, grass, rivers, waterfalls. I mean, just like he did in the beginning. But instead of Adam and Eve taking 
an apple from the tree, that ain't going to happen. Instead, it's going to be all of us saints. That's, it's not going to be two people in the garden. It's going to be all of us saints with him in his kingdom. Because he already seen, what we're seeing is what man wanted. God gave us what we wanted. So if you're, you're crying about this world and the terribleness and all of it, that's because that's what man wanted. And God gave us what man wanted. It's not God's fault that evil things come into the world. It's our fault because we asked for it. And put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Jesus is the head of the church. He's our leader. He's, he, he's our king. He is over us in the church. He's our king, which is his body in the fullness of him that fills all in all. Okay, so that was just chapter one. Hopefully we broke it down and, and got a little uh, understanding of what he's talking about in this. So, you know, and it also helps to get on the Internet. If there's a word like you don't understand, like uh, look it up. Type that word in the, in, the, in the search bar and say, what does that mean? And, and then you find some understanding. And uh, another way to get understanding is to get you a good uh, Bible commentary. Get you a Bible commentary because that will help you understand some of these words that are difficult to understand. Get you a Bible dictionary to help you understand some of the words. Or you can do all this on the internet. There's other websites that help people find understanding of the Bible in terms, biblical terms and how they're used. And there are some websites out there that will even give you a Greek uh, form of the word so you can understand it in true form. That was originally written. Okay, so next time we get together, I'm going to try to try to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about chapter two of Ephesians. Like I said, there's only six chapters in this book, so we'll probably get through it pretty quick. And uh, so that brings us to the end of the podcast. I would like to do the call to action. Uh, we have a web page. It's uh, God's Pathway to Life Faith for viewing and leaving prayer requests. So go check it out today. And I got stickers for the podcast, so if you would like a sticker, send me an email with your address, and I will mail you a couple out. Okay, I'd like to make the prayer of salvation. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that my sins separate me from you. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins, and God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith to invite you into my heart and to take control of my life and be my Lord and Savior. I willingly choose from sin and to turn to you. Please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me clean and give me a home in heaven with you when I die. Change me and make me a new person. Help me to now live for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Uh, prayer of salvation is good to say, but if you don't have a repented heart or if you don't have a repented life, you're spending your tires in mud. You must have a repentative life to be a Christian. That's why you're decided to take this walk in the first place is because you're tired of all the, all the at the end of the day, not having nothing or getting shortchanged or whatever your problem is. You're, you're finding out that Satan is not paying off like he said he's going to pay off. And that if you go to Christ and you give your life to Jesus, Jesus will, will take care of you. He's not going to leave you high and dry like Satan does. Now, when you say prayers, though, a lot of people say a prayer and they say, well, I didn't get a prayer answer right away. Well, let me, let me give you a, a, a picture of how that works. When you say a prayer, 
God hears your prayer instantly. And he takes the answer to your prayer and he sets it in the river of time. And as this river is flowing by him, he sets this river, this prayer in the river of time. Now, it's going to take some time. It may take a day. It may take a week. It may take 21 years for this answered prayer to make it to you. But as soon as you said that prayer and as soon as you prayed, God instantly worked and placed that prayer in the river of time to get to you. And whenever you need it, at the point that you need it the most, that's when that prayer will be answered at that time. may not be the time you need it, but it will be the time that God knows that you require it. Just remember that. Oh, I invite you to church at South Heights Baptist Church on Facebook Live Sunday morning at 11 Central Standard Time and again at 6.30 Sunday night and again on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And if you do come, would you put in the comment section that you're from the podcast so we know that you showed up? And if God laid it on your heart to donate, I'm asking to donate to the South Heights Baptist Church. There's now a donate link in the website, God's Pathway to Life. Dot faith. There's a clickable link in the detailed description box for this podcast. Check out the detailed description box for all link and email information. Okay, that's all I have for today. Remember to say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we were all strangers too and he loved us so. Your friend in Christ, Dave. Bye. <laughs>